Good evening. I'd like to welcome everybody to the service this evening. If you grab your hymnal and please stand, turn to page 108. Page 108, Good Christian Men Rejoice. We'll sing all three verses. that the truth. Christ was born to save. What a blessing it is. Good to see everyone. Glad you're here. We have a lot to pray about and a lot uh, that uh, we need to pray about. I certainly would ask you to uh, be praying for Miss Evelyn Sexton and uh, her family and the death of Dr. Sexton. I passed away yesterday. Be praying for the family. Be praying for Temple Baptist Church, Crown College, all that is related to that ministry there, they will covet your prayers, I know. Amen. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Father, we want to thank you for the blessings of just simply knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And I pray tonight that, uh, Lord, you would get the glory from this service tonight. You'd, Lord, use your word, speak to us through it, that, Lord, our lives might be changed. And, Lord, certainly we pray for... Uh, Ms. Evelyn, the family tonight, and Lord, uh, just pray your comforting uh, hand will be with them, and Lord, you will give them the wisdom and uh, peace that is needed for the days ahead. And Father, we just, Lord, commit ourselves to you tonight. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. As you're being seated, grab your hymnal once again and turn to page 95. Page 95, Joy to the World. We'll sing the first, second, and last verse. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Savior. 
If you men come for the offering, we'll receive our Wednesday evening offering. And uh, of course, this all goes to our young people and so uh, to the youth fund. And so, uh, planning for a mission trip next year. Looking forward to that. And Miss Abigail's going to come uh, while we do the, after we do the offering. She's going to pay the offertory for us tonight. She'll be praying for her. All right. Good job. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for many blessings, for your goodness and mercy that follows us all the days of our lives. I pray that you'd, um, Father, meet the needs of the ministry here continually. Uh, not only for this ministry, but uh, the ministry around the world through missions. And uh, be with the youth ministry, Lord. I pray you'd be with all that's going on downstairs tonight, uh, for the things we've got planned for the summer, for the mission trip and camp and all those things, Lord, you just bless and provide. And uh, we'll give you praise and glory for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please grab your hymnal there or the back of your bulletin, our chorus. We'll sing that once through and shake hands and greet one another. It's 619 in your hymnal, or it should be on the back of your chorus. Go ahead and stand with great, shake hands and greet one another.
back to your seats. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the there just a few announcements and uh, don't forget these sign-up sheets down here one's for the couples retreat and that's for Thursday through Saturday first to the third so if you plan on going on that please sign up so we can make sure we got plenty of rooms for the uh, the lodges and things like that and the lodging and then the other one is for this wedding for Carrie and Rebecca it's going to be uh, Saturday February the 10th at 11 o'clock here at the church and so if you'll please sign up uh, on the sheet there that will way we'll know how many to prepare for the food, so that'd be helpful. And then on Friday, we're planning on going Christmas caroling, and so if you could, um, how many of you guys plan on going for that? Would you raise your hand? Oh, good, good, several of you, good. All right, so we'll do that, and um, we've got a couple places to go, and so we'll, uh, we'll say more about that. We thought about riding down to the, um, the live nativity, at, if we have time. I don't know how it's going to work out with time. We'll see how it works with that at Marbrook. I think that starts at 7. So we'll try to meet here at the church at 530. We'll see how that, that plays out. And so, um, but that'll be at 5.30 here at the church, and we'll go to the nursing home, and then we're going to go to Miss Geneva's. We're going to go by Larry's, but Larry's in the hospital right now, and so I'm not sure if that's going to work out. But, uh, so we'll be here at the church at 5.30. If you've got any questions, text me, and, uh, or call me, whatever. We'll work all out as far as meeting different places if you want to drive yourself. That'll be fine. And then on Sunday, <clears throat> we're going to have our Christmas cantata in the evening service. So be, play, uh, be praying for the choir. They worked hard on this, and so be praying for them. And uh, so just normal uh, service time on Sunday evening. And so uh, that'll be at 6 o'clock. And then we'll have a cookie fellowship after that. So make sure you bring your favorite kind of cookie. And that'd be great. And then our uh, children's Christmas program uh, next Wednesday. That'll be the 20th. We'll have our candlelight service, our children's program, and and the Wednesday night service. And so that'll be on the 20th. And then on Christmas Eve, um, right around the corner, we'll have one service at 1030 and no evening service. So please remember that. No Sunday school, just one 1030 service. And then uh, New Year's Eve, we'll have a regular Sunday school, regular morning service, and then uh, no evening service but a lunch to follow. And so if you remember those things, and happy birthday this week to Brother Kenny, Brother Herschel, and Miss Paula. So congratulations to them on another year of life. Praise God. All right, let's stand with us one more time, and uh, Kenny's going to come and lead us in another song. As you're standing, grab your hymnal and turn to page 83, page 83. Hark the herald angels sing, we'll sing a first, second, and last verse.
Thank you. You may be seated. All right. Well, if you'll take your prayer bulletin out, uh, there's several things we need to mention to you and be praying about. Of course, we've got a whole list of things we need to be praying for here and uh, our missionary prayer list. And uh, we'll have a few new missionaries to adopt uh, in the beginning of the year after our um, our election of officers and teachers and uh, we'll bring the budget and all that kind of stuff to you. And so um, be praying about that. And uh, I think three, three or four new missionaries that we're praying about adding on. And so and then you have your own missionary. I'm sure um, uh, you guys are updating the letters. Don't forget, uh, Peggy's been putting all the letters in the envelope back there. So that's how you can stay updated on your, uh, your missionary, unless you're getting an email. A lot of you probably are getting emails and staying updated that way, and that's fine. And so, <clears throat> but be praying for the Sexton family, as Pastor mentioned, uh, with Pastor Sexton's passing yesterday. And so... Um, Pastor Sexton was to me what I believe Dr. Robertson was to Pastor, and um, and he was like that to a lot of people, and uh, with the college and uh, the influence there, and so uh, be praying for the uh, the Temple Baptist Church and the Crown College and the, the deacons and trustees there, the men, and of course uh, the faculty and all that's going on there. And uh, as soon as we hear arrangements, I guess we'll let you know. But be praying for their family, and then uh, Cindy had mentioned on Sunday um, about this um, uh, cancer. And so um, she's going to have to have some, um, about three weeks, I think, they're doing some other tests and things like that. So um, just a time frame here to, uh, to wait and see what they want to do next. And so continue to pray for her if you would. Herschel texted me, um, uh, I think, uh, Monday night or Tuesday night and said, you watching the Duke game? I said, I didn't know they were playing. <laughs> and uh, he gave me a little update and said he's still waiting uh, on uh, the doctor to get an appointment to take these screws out that's causing the infection. Still on antibiotics, so be praying for Herschel. And uh, then Miss Peggy, uh, I think she's doing a little better. I'll be praying for her. And Kylie, uh, had this, she's here tonight. And so she's uh, had a little bit of authorized flare-up, trying to get an appointment. And so still looking at January on that. Okay, so be praying for her. Maybe something will open up sooner. And then, uh, of course, be praying for Russ and Steph. Uh, they're going through some uh, health battles right now with Steph's fall. And then uh, Russ having the surgery there. So be praying for them as they recover. Be praying for the cantata. Uh, on Sunday evening, they got a lead guy direct there. Uh, Dale and Sherrod mentioned Monica, their daughter-in-law with pancreatitis, if you be praying for her. And then uh, we mentioned Larry Whitlock just a few minutes ago. He's at UVA. Uh, I think you said went in yesterday, Pastor? Yeah. Or today? Well, today. Today. Went in today and uh, got some fluid around his heart. And, of course, he's been battling pneumonia. And so he's up at UVA. Be praying for him and Pat and their family, if you would, please, in a very special way. And, of course, uh, all of our Sunday school teachers and workers, there's a whole list there. And local churches, we've mentioned this Bridge of Hope Conference uh, for uh, September of 2024. We're having the first meeting for that, uh, sort of like a prayer kickoff meeting. We're having several of those. We're having the first one here at our March rally. Um, and so we'll have, uh, Lord willing, a, a bigger group of people that's going to be involved in this, Brother Byron, possibly. Some other churches, um, I talked to Brother Reno a little bit today. Uh, continue to pray for him. Uh, he's driving a little bit now, at least locally, and, uh, and so able to commute back and forth to different places at work. Very limited at the camp this year, uh, but trying to help uh, all those out there kind of get acclimated to uh, what they're supposed to be doing. And so he said, I'm doing therapy still four times a week, and so he's getting stronger. Uh, he said, I can... Um, I can do the tractor instead of reaching over with my left hand. I can actually do it with my right hand some now. And so he's, uh, they're going to be traveling. I think he told me to uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania, I believe is what he told me, uh, for Christmas. So um, he don't want Carl to drive all the way. So he's having a, uh, one of those wheels installed on her steering wheel. He's got one on his car. And so uh, he's working at it. 
And so he's supposed to be with us in March. He said, just uh, pray God give you wisdom on that because he don't travel long distances. But said all that, just say, pray for Brother Reno in the March meeting with this Bridge of Hope. Of course, uh, these sister churches um, trying to do the same thing we're doing, reaching people for Christ. And then uh, the church ministries here. Uh, pastor has a list there of pastors we're praying for. And, uh, of course, uh, we covet your prayers. I know pastor covets your prayers. Uh, these folks with our church family that are battling sickness and things going on, be praying for them, if you would, please. And then uh, several folks uh, still um, uh, breathing uh, over lost loved ones. Continue to pray for these families, if you would. Uh, of course, our country uh, desperately needs our help. Uh, be praying for our uh, local leaders, our Virginia state leaders, our governor, uh, lieutenant governor, and uh, our attorney general. Uh, trying to do the right thing. We'll be praying for them. And then um, our military and law enforcement, several folks here that's in uh, law enforcement and in the military. Be praying for them. College students are home a little bit. And, um, and so some of them are always home, but they, uh, they're still in college, but I think they're ready for a little break. Be praying for them. And uh, a lot of folks need to be saved. And uh, be praying for these folks that need to be saved uh, on our list there for salvation. Uh, these missionary requests, you see those things there. Uh, a lot of people battling cancer uh, on our list here. And so uh, there's several folks that's mentioned on there. Uh, Angie Waymack, we put on their brain cancer, but it's actually a tumor on her colon. So you can maybe change that. Um, Robert, uh, Tyler's father-in-law, that's the last name on there. Be praying for him. And then uh, you see all these health needs that's mentioned there. And uh, Emily Williamson, I uh, just talked to Dan a little bit tonight about that. And so she's uh, some of the tests she's had has been in, uh, inconclusive, so they're awaiting some different results and doing some different tests. So be praying for her uh, as she uh, goes through some tests. That's their daughter-in-law, Emily. Okay? So be praying for those folks. And then uh, I would mentioned um, last week, uh, Branson, uh, he's um, my cousin's, I guess it would be my, my third cousin, I guess I think, because it's my cousin's daughter, which is my second cousin's son. So my third cousin, he, he a little, little seven-year-old, had open-heart surgery, doing, doing great, got to go home on Sunday. So if you would, please continue to pray for him to recover. And then Connie Campbell uh, is a lady that works uh, at the bus barn. She used to drive a school bus, and I talked to her a little bit uh, at the end of last week. And um, she said, I'm battling uh, pancreatic cancer. Uh, she had a tumor, uh, and she's uh, got some spots on her liver, on her lungs, and she says she's had some, um, some treatments. Her, uh, the tumor is shrunk, but she's still battling the cancer, and she asked if we would be praying for her. So Connie Campbell, and precious lady there, so be praying for her if you would, please. Uh, we can maybe add her to the cancer list there, Connie Campbell. All right? So I told her we'd be praying for her. All right, is there anybody else we need to add to the list? Maybe from this side we can add something. If you've got something we haven't mentioned or that's not on the prayer list, we can um, mention. Yes, ma'am? Baby King. So he's, he's still not home yet. Okay, be praying for him. Uh, well, tell me his name again. Joseph. Be praying for baby Joseph. And... Um, He'll start nursing and do everything right so he can get to come home soon. That'd be a, a good goal, get home for Christmas, wouldn't it? All right, anybody else? <clears throat> Baby Joseph, anybody else on this side? Anybody on this side? Yes, ma'am, Miss Mary, and then we'll get you Penny, and then...
Amen. Yeah. Yeah, God does amazing things in our lives when we're open to him, isn't he? And so uh, I'll be praying for Mary. She, it's a big step. And, um, but just pray that the Lord will lead her right along the plain path there. And he will. And um, thankful for how God uses people in our lives. And uh, I am sure thankful for camp. And um, I know many, many years we've been, and every year it's a blessing. And um, uh, Brother Reno there, uh, the camp director, of course, Brother Scott was a preacher this year. And there's camps all over the country that's reaching young people. But uh, be praying for the camp as Reno steps aside and um, gives it over. You know, he's been doing it a long time, does a really good job at it. Of course, we've got the edge here in uh, Timber Ridge and uh, even our own state, but uh, as they reach people for Christ and profound impacts. A lot of young people are saved at church camp and lives are changed, so praise God for it. All right, Miss Penny, you had something? Um, my Continue to pray for Fred Thacker, and then um, baby Sebastian, um, still in the hospital, and had the, uh, tell me the, the procedure he had today. Uh, bone marrow. Bone marrow, bone marrow yeah. Yeah. Be praying for her, too, as they, recover, as they recover. All right. And then I think, Kathy, did I see your hand? Amen. 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 Anybody else? I'll be praying for our children's ministries downstairs. And of course, you know, there's a lot of people that's battling cancer. These little, these little children, little Chloe, I continue to pray for her. And um, of course, Penny's mentioned um, Sebastian there. So, uh, some others. Be praying for these folks. Um, that God give them grace. We're going to have the Rochester's with us um, when we come back from the couples retreat. And so that first Sunday, uh, I don't know if it's, I think it's the first Sunday in February, um, is it? Uh, yeah, they'll be with us all day and be able to encourage them a little bit. We're trying to stay local in some of their meetings, and so they'll be able to be with us on that first Sunday. We're looking forward to having them. So be praying for them if you would, please. All right. Anybody else before we, before, yes, sir. What did you say her name was? Am I missing her? I'm not, I'm not seeing her on there. Is she on there? But we need to add her. Clariana. Lentini. Clariana Lentini, be praying for her, but she's got cancer. Friend of Kaylee's. Coworker, you said right. Okay. 
All right. Anybody else? Yes, sir, Brother Ryan. Exams. You're praying for all these young people with exams. And uh, so you said it's uh, Annie and Emmy? Annie and Emmy. Exams this week. There's Kayla and Colton and Elena. They're all done. They got exams this week. Exams all week. You're praying for them. They're not quite out yet. JMU. So be praying for them. I think you got it lucky, buddy. You're home and all done. <laughs> and McKenna. All right. Anybody else before we pray? Be praying for Miss Robin uh, tonight, if you would too. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's spend a few minutes in prayer, uh, if you would, if you're able to, and. Um, We'll gather around the altar here and try to pray for some of these things specifically. If you're praying for our ministry and uh, the services here, we're having a planning meeting tomorrow night uh, for next year. So be praying that uh, God will lead and guide us in, in all those things. And so let's spend a little time in prayer, and I'll come close in just a moment. Father, we come to you tonight as uh, Father, this local church, and just gathering around the altar and bringing these requests to you, Lord. Thank you so much that um, we have the privilege and opportunity to pray. And Father, we just claim the promises of your word uh, that if we call upon you, uh, Father, you said you'll you'll respond. Uh, call upon me, and I will answer that you said, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Father, we realize that um, you've uh, asked us to come boldly before the throne of grace, and we do that not through any work or merit of our own but strictly through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, Father, we thank you for that payment that was paid on Calvary for our sin debt, not in part, but the whole. It was nailed to the cross, and we bear it no more. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all our sin. I thank you for the wonderful grace of Jesus. And, uh, Father, thank you for this time of year that you've given us um, as we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus, um, the birth of a Savior uh, to redeem mankind from their sin. And, Father, thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for, for uh, Father, opening my eyes to the light of the gospel and uh, drawing me to Christ at a young age. Uh, Father, thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for your blessings, uh, your goodness and mercy that's, uh, Father, just followed me all the days of, our, of my life. And, Father, for giving me an opportunity and privilege to serve you in the ministry, for allowing me to serve you here. Thank you for our preacher, Lord, and uh, for um, the faithfulness that he's displayed these many, many, many years. Continue to just give him health and strength. Uh, guide him, uh, lead him, Lord. I pray you'd just be with our meeting tomorrow night. Give us wisdom, discernment as we plan. And uh, Father, just be in this Robin tonight. Touch your body, give her strength. Um, Father, we think of the Sexton family tonight in a very special way that you would just comfort them and Miss Sexton and Matt and Shan and uh, the families there, Lord, and uh, his uh, brother Tommy and uh, Father, his sisters. I pray you'd just give them grace. And I pray you'd be with the college and the church, be with the men of the church as they. Uh, Father, uh, determine the direction, uh, Father, for the next uh, man to step in there, Lord. I pray you just give guidance, and uh, may your perfect will be done. Father, we pray for the memorial service and all the planning and arrangement that has to be done there. We know that it's a, a lot that, that has to, to happen and take place there, and so many people, Lord. Uh, 
But I pray that you'd bring us a special comfort to their hearts. Thank you for the grace that you've given thus far and the testimony, uh, Father, the many, many lives that have been touched. And, uh, Father, for the promise that uh, in your word that if, uh, Father, we, we live if you stand is, is the, the statement made in the scripture in Thessalonians there. And, Father, that his life lives on through the lives of many, many, many people uh, working for Christ all around the world. Uh, thank you for the influence that we can have, Father, in the lives of others. And I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to realize that we do have an influence. May we use it for the, for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus. Give us strength, give us wisdom, uh, give us the desire, Lord, to, uh, to be used by Thee, uh, Father, in these last days in which we live, to accomplish, Father, um, much for Thee. Father, I pray that you'd increase our burden for the lost. We've talked about the gospel all year long. Father, may we implement those things in our lives and realize the only thing we're taking to heaven with us, Father, is uh, another lost soul, somebody that can trust Christ uh, as Savior. And, Father, we, we have folks on our list here that's, um, that needs to be saved. We have folks that we're praying for, family members that need to be saved. And I uh, pray that you, uh, Father, just open their heart to the gospel before it's eternally too late. Father, I believe we're living in the last days. I believe we can see that uh, through the things that are happening in our world. And, Father, no man knows the day nor the hour. We understand that of the return of Christ. But, Father, we sure sense the, the imminence of it. I pray that you just give us, Father, the... Um, ability, Lord, in these last days in which we live, uh, to be that light in the darkness in which we live, uh, to, uh, Father, not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Be with us in this campaign, uh, Father, to get the gospel out, fill America event, Father, to, um, Father, give out these gospel tracts and uh, to take out the opportunities that we have to uh, talk to folks about the gospel, and I pray that you'd be with the seed that's planted. And, uh, Father, I thank you, Brother, um, uh, the preachers in our area that are involved in it, uh, thank you, Brother Tim Kirchkoff, tonight. Lord, I know he's standing before a board tonight trying to buy a building uh, to transform. A, 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 I believe it, he told me it was a beer plant into a church. And I pray that you to give him favors. He stands before the council tonight, Lord, and, and talks about that. Uh, I pray that you just fill him with your spirit. Uh, Father, be with these churches that are on our list here that's uh, trying to do the same thing with missions and reaching people and encouraging people, helping God's people, Lord. I pray that you help him fill, him fill him with your spirit. Uh, give the men of God the wisdom, Father, as they lead the ministries. Uh, Father, many, many, many sick folks on our, on our list tonight with the Cindy and uh, the situation coming up with uh, these uh, thyroid uh, tests and uh, the inclusivity there and some of those things as she has more tests and uh, waits on these uh, results. Lord, I pray you'd be with Herschel, be Miss Peggy. Can you help her get better? I pray for Kylie's authorized flare-up. She'd help her, Lord. She has this appointment coming up. We should uh, give her some relief there. Uh, be with Russ and Steph, Lord, as they continue to recover. And just encourage their heart, meet their needs in a special way. Be the cantata on, on this Sunday evening. Father, may just use it to encourage hearts and draw us close to Thee. Um, I think of Mary, Lord, and uh, Father, the testimony there tonight uh, about what you're doing in your life and what you've done in life at camp and this step that she's taking, Father, to, to reach people and to minister uh, from a Christian uh, mindset, Lord. Just give her grace and, and wisdom and discernment uh, in this endeavor and just fill it with your spirit and use her in a special way. I pray for Monica, uh, Dale and Sherry's daughter-in-law that's dealing with this pancreatitis. Father, for Brother Larry there in the hospital. Miss Pat, I pray that you just give them strength, uh, help them to know that you're there with them. May you comfort them in a very special way. Um, Father, I pray that you'd be with these children. I think, um, I think a little Sebastian there, Lord, and uh, all that he's going through. And his sister Melody, Lord, as she's given the bone marrow today. And just uh, may they be effective. May you help them as they continue to recover. Pray for little Chloe, continue to help her, Lord. Uh, be with these folks that are taking exams this week, Lord, the, the young people, Andy and Emmy and uh, Colton, Kaylin, and, and 
uh, Alina, Lord, it should be with them and the others. Um, Father, I thank you this um, uh, Clariana, I think was her name. I follow that's uh, battling cancer. This um, friend and coworker of Kaylee, I pray you just help her, Lord. Uh, help Kaylee be an encouragement to her there. Be with um, uh, baby King, Joseph, Lord. I pray you'd help him and uh, the doctors and nurses there as they try to minister. Uh, that uh, he would start feeding and uh, Father, they would be able to get home soon and uh, Father, get back to um, a normal life. I pray you'd bless him. Father, once again, I pray you'd be with these folks that are mourning, lost loved ones. Uh, Father, these many, many folks that are battling cancer on our list, the many sick folks, help them as they recover, be with our missionaries, and uh, just bless them in a special way as well, and uh, meet their needs at this time of year. Lord, as they're away from home, uh, for the holidays, Lord, I pray you encourage their hearts in a very special way. Be the pastor as he comes, uh, Father, fill him with your spirit, and uh, Father, thank you for him. Use him in a special way tonight, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. like you to take your Bibles and go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1. Christmas season is like the rest of the year. It's quickly going by. Just flying by, but praise God. Uh, we can celebrate as God's children. We can celebrate Christmas every day of the year. If you know the Lord Jesus, uh, Christmas is real every day of the year because uh, Jesus uh, always walks with us and is always with us as a, as a child of God. But I want to look tonight at uh, this familiar passage of Scripture, and we'll read it in starting in verse number 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother uh, Mary was a spouse to Joseph, being before they came together, she was found with child and of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and she called his name Jesus. Uh, that name that is above every name, Jesus, the uh, Savior of the world. He is uh, my Savior. I'm glad that I own him tonight. I'm glad that he is my, my friend, uh, my Savior. And uh, as we celebrate Christmas, 
uh, I was thinking about it. Look back in verse 18, what it says. It says, now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. The idea of that is that it, uh, under these circumstances, uh, in this way, in the following manner, tells us about the birth of the Savior. And Jesus Christ's birth was, uh, as one person says, as follows. In other words, uh, here's the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, uh, you know. Uh, here's the rest of the story. And that's basically what the Gospels are about, is the rest of the story of Jesus Christ. But yet we see that uh, this birth that takes place is, uh, is, uh, has profoundly changed the world, has profoundly challenged the world. You know why? Because the world can't explain it. They don't understand it, but they can't explain it. And uh, most of them fear uh, the Lord Jesus. That's the reason that when you go somewhere, you know, uh, you can talk about God all you want, kind of do it in a generic term, you know. Uh, or you can talk about Buddha or Confucius or Muhammad or, or Joseph Smith or, uh, you know, anybody. But when you mention Jesus, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're uh, uh, very offensive to people. And, you know, uh, Jesus said, I didn't come to... Uh, you know, bring peace. I come to divide people. I come to bring a sword. I come to turn the uh, the father against the children and the mother against the daughter-in-law. And you say, oh, that's the reason that uh, I don't get along with my daughter-in-law. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. It may be something else there. But yet the thing I want you to see is, is as I've read this passage of Scripture, and I've read it extensively for the past couple of weeks, and uh, I, I have uh, uh, the Bible on my phone, and so uh, when I'm going down the road, I will listen to this passage of Scripture as it's being read to me. And the other day as I was reading this passage of Scripture, it, it dawned upon me that, you know, there are words that really tell about the Christmas story. And I want to give you some words tonight that I hope will help help you with the Christmas story to understand it. You know, uh, I was, uh, uh, we was watching something the other night on TV with my, my grandson. And, uh, you know, they always put the uh, wise men with, uh, as Brother Lane said on Sunday, uh, you know, at the manger. Now, according to Scripture, that's not true. You've got to watch this Christmas card theology that gets sometimes gets you in trouble. But yet, uh, my grandson was, was dogmatic that the, the wise men were there. Well, and I have to agree with this. The wise men were there. There were shepherds that were there. Uh, and they were, that, hey, they were the outcasts of society, but they were wise men. So I'm not going to argue that point with him. But uh, I'm hoping that down the road he will see that uh, uh, Papa was right and Nail was right. And that uh, he'll have to swallow some of his pride and say, y'all were right and I was wrong, all right? But uh, time will take care of that, amen? But these words that, that, that I want to give you some words tonight that will help you understand and really uh, grab a hold to the truth of the Christmas story. The first thing I want you to see tonight is in verse 18. Notice it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child 
of the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to notice, let's notice, uh, first of all, the first word I want to give you is the word circumstance. Circumstances. What's the circumstances that surround the, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? We, we understand that the birth of Christ was a, a miraculous birth. It was a miracle in itself. Uh, uh, it, it's the only time that anybody has ever been born with just a woman. Uh, you, you know, you, we can argue about all, that all you want, and uh, people say, well, you got to follow the signs. Well, if you, if you got a half a brain in your head, you can follow the signs when it comes to reproduction. It takes two to tango, okay? And I, I'm not going to get into the rest of it, but, but here's the thing I want you to see. The, the circumstances surrounding the, the story of Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus, first of all, I want you to notice the silence that is there. It's been 400 years since God spoke to the nation of Israel. The last person that uttered anything from God was Malachi. And after Malachi, God zipped his lip, sat on his throne, run his universe, kept his plan moving, going forth, but there was silence. God had not spoken to the nation of Israel in, oh, in 400 years, and, and yet they, uh, you know, things were, were really bad. There was a spiritual deafness and deadness to, the, to his people, to the Jewish people at this time. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was uh, preaching in Matthew chapter 5, he said, I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. You see, the, the people that were there in the nation of Israel, oh, they were of Abraham's seed. They, they were proud that they were Jews and they were proud that, uh, you know, that they were, were religious people. And that's all they had was religion. They had no righteousness that came from God. They had a self-righteousness. They had a righteousness that was built upon their own religious system. And, and yet in all of this, my dear friends, uh, the, the majority of them, when, when God steps on the scene, they didn't even recognize him. He came unto his own, John said, and his own received him not. There's the silence, there's the spiritual deafness of God's people, there's Roman domination. The one thing that anybody hates, whether Jew or Gentile, is to have someone over them that, my dear friends, they don't want to be their leader. And there was a great hatred by the Romans for the Jews and the Jews for the Romans. You realize that the Roman Empire had probably over two million slaves in its in its that's the that was the backbone of the workforce was Roman slaves. But yet it was a it was a time of of prosperity. It was a time when the the Jewish people had learned to coexist with with the Romans and uh, the Romans out of good faith and out of good. Uh, 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 
pleasing them, would uh, kind of help them. And of course, uh, Herod uh, built the temple and added on to it down through the years. And, and, uh, oh, but yet the Romans were a ruthless people. They were ruthless. And there were elements of the Jewish nation that wanted to rebel against them and strike out against them, and, and yet they, they could not find enough people to do that. As a matter of fact, the Jewish leader said this in John eleven forty eight. 48. It, it said, if we let him thus alone, talking about Jesus, if we let Jesus alone, all men will believe on him. <laughs> And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. In other words, my dear friends, the Jewish people were threatened by Jesus Christ. I mean, when you read the Christmas story and, uh, you know, when the wise men came and said, hey, we wanna, we want, we got some gifts for the, for the, the uh, Jewish king. And boy, oh, heard, he sat upon the throne and paid attention. He said, well, uh, who is this new king? Oh, I, I, I tell you, if you find him, you come, you send me word, I want to come and worship him. That's the biggest lie I ever told. He didn't want to worship Jesus Christ. He wanted to annihilate him. And when the, he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, what did he do? When these magi left and went a different way, what did he do? Uh, he went to Bethlehem and he slew all the children that were two years and younger. Why? Because he had been working on this and listening to this for probably about two years. And so he said, well, I'll just eliminate all the problems, circumstances. Jesus Christ was born into a very difficult day. He was born into a place and a time when really, and, and he was even born into a family that really was dirt poor. Joseph was a carpenter. Jesus grew up in a carpenter's home. He learned how to work with his hand. He learned how to use his mind and learned how to, and to do all that. But yet, my dear friends, Joseph passed off the scene probably about the time Jesus was a teenager. And he was left with the responsibility of taking care of his mother. So the circumstances. But then let's notice something else here. Look in verse 19. We see the circumstances that come with the birth of Christ. But look in verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband. Now, why, why does it say he is being a just man was, and not willing to make her a public example? Why did he not want to do that? Well, if you go back to verse 18, it says that before they came together, she was found with child. Well, that would be devastating young man that's already legally married that yet hasn't consummated the marriage and finds out that his wife is pregnant. And you can imagine the, uh, the mindset that he had in this. And 
uh, he was, yet we see here that there is not only the circumstances, but there's a conflict within with Joseph. There's a moral battle going on here with Joseph. Wait, I assume she was pure as the driven snow. She, she was a, a virgin. She was a maid. She, was, she, she told me she had never known another man. And all of a sudden, she tells me herself that she's pregnant by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's a new one on me, he'd say. You can imagine how Joseph is feeling and what's going through his mind. There's a moral battle here. Do I do what's right? Do I do what the Bible says? And he had the, the right by the Old Testament uh, law that he could, uh, he could write her a bill of divorcement and, and send her away. But the battle here is that he was a just man. He wasn't a self-righteous man. He was a man that believed in the promises of God. He believed that the Messiah was coming and Mary had said that the angel said, you know, that, hey, uh, you know, he's going to be uh, a, a king and he's going, to, he's going to be the savior of the Jews. And, and th this battle that is raging in Joseph, I, I tell you, it, it would just, you can't imagine the pressure that Joseph is under. His morals are being tested to the very fiber of his life. And then not only is there a moral battle, but there's a spiritual struggle that is going here. Do I, do I obey the, the Old Testament law or do I, I show her grace? I, I, I mean, you know, Joseph is wrestling with this here in, in a spiritual sense because there's one thing about it. He loves Mary more than he loved life itself. And in this woman, this young girl, a teenage girl, he had found everything that he knew could make him happy. But now it's just being ripped apart. Can you see the, the spiritual struggle here? Can you imagine the devil coming to him and saying, boy, you are a fool. You better get rid of her. You better, you better send her away. Don't, don't, don't listen to what your heart's saying. Listen to what I'm telling you. All oh, the spiritual struggle, does he really obey what God says? So the conflict within. But then there's another word I want to give you, and that's the clarity that is given. Look in verse 20. But while he thought on these things, I know that in our modern day, that's probably not very much thought on these things. He was contemplating what he was going to do. I believe in the, in the midst of all this, I believe Joseph was not only contemplating what he was doing, but I believe that Joseph, being a righteous and a just man, was a man that was a man of prayer, even at a, at a young age. And certainly he had a battle that he was facing that he could not in his own self discern and, to, and take care of. And so he had to have some clarity on this thing. And 
boy, I'll tell you what, I love it when uh, there's clarity in the things of God. When you, have, when you have trouble in your life, when you have situations in your life, you know what to do. There's a, you know what you need to realize? You need to realize, hey, where must I go to find my help? Go to God. Take it to Him. Cast all your burden upon Him. Why? For He cares for you. Uh, and you know what? When you get, when you carry and give it to God, and, and now my trouble is I carry it and give it to God, and then when I get ready to get up, I just kind of pick it up and stick it in my pocket because, you know, I, after all, you know, uh, th- this is my battle. No, it's not my battle. The battle is the Lord's here. But we see here that the clarity uh, that is given, uh, and let me just give you some clarity. Notice what the angel of the Lord that appeared unto him in dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Uh, Joseph, now you are, you are the king's son. Pay attention to what I'm going to say to you here. Fear not to take to thee Mary thy wife. He didn't say, go ahead and take her and get married. He said, take her, she is your wife. Now, why? Because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. You mean what she told me was true? She is as pure as driven snow? Oh, yes. You see, who's coming? Who's coming? That, that's the clarity that is here. Notice what it says here. It says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, which means Savior. He is the Savior. He, this one that Mary has is going to be the Savior of the Jews and of the world. And through him, there is the one, that's the promise of the one that God gave to Abraham that through thy seed, one person, one seed, not multiple seeds, but one seed, uh, he said, I'll change the world, I'll save the world. Boy, I tell you what, when you stop and think about it here, the clarity of who is coming, Jesus is coming. His mission is also stated here. Not only the one that will come, his name shall be Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Boy, may I say to you tonight that that statement echoes John 14 when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no other way to God except by me and through me. Oh, I I want you to know that the mission that Jesus came. Now, can you imagine Joseph being just a young man here? and, And all of a sudden, he gets a clarification from the angel of God that, hey, Mary is pure. She's right. This is God's doing. God's at work here. Don't don't mess it up. Don't doubt it. God's at work. You know, my trouble too often lets circumstances interfere with what God's trying to do. You see, his power also is clarified here in the, in the simple fact that it says he shall save his people from their sins. 
As a matter of fact, Dr. Luke said, there's none other name given among men whereby ye must be saved. Jesus is the only name in heaven that is declared among men. If you're going to go to heaven, if you're going to be, if you're going to be right with God and you're going to get right with the Savior, you're going to get right with the Father, you've got to come through Jesus. He will save you. So we see the, the clarification that is here. Joseph, don't be afraid to take her. Don't, don't worry about it. God's at work here. God's doing something great here, Joseph. Just, just be a part of it. And then I want to give you another word. Look down verse 22 and 23. Notice this confidence that's needed. Notice what it says. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Boy, I want you to know something. You know what the confidence that Joseph needed? Have faith in God's word. Isaiah had promised and had predicted that, hey, that a virgin would have a child and, and this, this one that would be with child and bring forth that son. The idea of a, of a child is that he will be a man, but the idea of, of bringing forth a son is, is that he will be the son of God. The confidence in God's word. Have faith in God's word. No, no matter what circumstances seem to say, have faith in God's word. But then not only that, I believe that we, got, we have to go to the word for the assurance that the word is true. Look what it said in verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child. Some 700 years have passed since Isaiah had spoken those words and written those words. But time doesn't dictate and stop and uh, alter God's truth and God's way and God's word. My dear friend, you know what we just need to have? We just need to realize that when God says something, I, I need to believe it. Why? Because whether I understand it or whether I think it's going to be true, it's going to happen. Boy, aren't you glad that Jesus stepped from the portals of glory to the manger of Bethlehem? Why? Because he's the only one that could really pay your sin debt. He's the only one that could deliver you from the bondage uh, 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 of sin and of the world and of the pleasure and of the and, and from the power of the devil, Jesus is the only one that could transform your life. And so tonight, my confidence needs to be in what God says. And when God says it, then I'm just going to believe it, even if I can't explain it. Maybe I don't fully understand it. I, I don't think Joseph fully understood all that was being said here, but it's one thing about it. He believed it. Amen. I want to give you this last word. Not only the matter of the circumstances, not only the matter of conflict and 
Lord, the clarity that's given here and the confidence that we need to have in God's word. But also I want you to notice the commitment of Joseph is declared. Look in verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And he took him, took unto him his wife. Man, the commitment of Joseph. Just based upon what God had told him in the dream, he said, I'm going to obey what God says. You see, this little act of faith and commitment of Joseph settled a lot of things in his life. He learned that Maybe the circumstances aren't ideal. Maybe this isn't the way I figured it was going to happen, but this is the way it's happened, and I'm seeing God work and lead me through all of this. I'm just going to trust God, and I'm going to obey what he said to do. And what did God tell him to do? Take your wife. And he did. Now, notice verse 25. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. May I emphasize something to you tonight? That little word firstborn, that means there was more to follow. Yeah. Mary wasn't a perpetual virgin, as certain people declare. She had other children. You can check it out in the New Testament. She had a whole family. She had a whole bunch of kids. James was one of them. And you know what? He didn't even believe that his older brother was what he said he was until after he had died. And then he rose again. And at that moment, uh, the light came on for him and his faith was real because he had a brother that was, uh, or a half brother that was a risen Savior. Commitment that is declared. And he shall call his name Jesus. The sweetest name I know is Jesus. And when we stop and think about Christmas and all that goes on, the hectic part of it, and the, you know, the eating and all that, and that's good. Don't forget the reason for the season. But when we think about the Christmas story, think about the circumstances. Think about the clarification and the conflict that was given. Not only that, but the confidence that Joseph had because he simply had faith in God's word. And then the commitment that he had. Because the next thing God tells Joseph to do Take my son, take your son, go to Egypt. Stay there till I tell you to come out. And over the years, Joseph learned one thing. Obedience is the very best way to be happy with Jesus. Father, bless our time together tonight. Pray that the Holy Spirit of God will help us. As we, Lord, look at this 
great truth of the New Testament. The truth of salvation, the truth of the one that brought salvation. I'm so glad tonight that Jesus came and was born of a virgin, suffered and died and was resurrected the third day that I might know the beautiful truth of being born again. You take this message, apply it to every heart as need be, and we'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Amen.